0: Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture we're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse are you ready to get your geek on crank up the delorean warm up the proton packs toss a coin to your witcher and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas this is pop x cast
1: Listening to PopEx Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Pop-X-Cast.
0: Here we go!
2: PopEx Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. PopX Cast. <laughs> BORN! Oh, SCAST! I'm Batman. By the power of Grey Skull. all oh, IT'S GAST. COLE! We're yeah, doomed. Cole Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. PARM IT'S <laughs> no, no, no. Here's Johnny! Hasta La Vista, baby. Pop X cast. Captain's log, supplemental.
0: Megasonic teenage. What the? Sh-
2: I am the one who knocks. Excelsior!
1: I tell you what, guys. Excelsior. It is Popexcast episode 123. And you know the future's so bright, Austin Burke. I gotta wear shades. You look really good. Oh, look, look, look. let's take a second. You look really good in those shades, man. I think Well, well, well thank you, man. Thank you very much. How you doing?
0: Pretty. I'm good, man. Uh,
1: wait a minute. Let me let me take these off here. There we go. Give you Ooh. a cold, hard stare at death here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good-looking gaze. You <laughs> oh, good i you right there, man. <laughs> it is so good to see you guys. You know what's really exciting is when you start, get ready to, you load the YouTube studio to activate the live stream, and you see in the room people already sitting here waiting for this beauty to go live. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I can't begin to tell you how that makes my heart just soar seeing you guys in here and man I really do appreciate that I do I mean, from the bottom of my heart thank you guys for joining us this is episode 123 and uh man Austin you have you have had a busy week to say the least yeah yeah I mean yeah. I don't know if you're willing to expand on it but I mean you've got a lot oh. of moving parts there's a lot of films you did a road trip to see a movie <laughs> uh you they went did. to you went to Tennessee to see a quiet place I mean that's <laughs> yeah. some freaking dedication right there bro
0: man it's been uh it's been chaotic yeah I, I right in the middle of all the madness with our house and i'll talk about that in a second i went to see a quiet place in nashville it was awesome totally worth it one of the best movies of the year but and i'm sure we'll talk about it on the next episode a bit but uh i we are in the middle of moving into a new house so wow. uh bought the house got the keys last week we've been painting and working outside and family members coming over and i'm i'm standing. Uh, up against my basement wall going like, what's that studio going to look like you're like hello th- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's beautiful but seriously man like what what are we going to do with this youtube studio madison gave me the whole basement to work with um and she said uh here, here's the keys to your your kingdom so we'll see yeah. what it looks like here in about six months
1: <laughs> well it, it, answer the questions over in the chat Lindsay badger could not make it it is a wednesday night and so her yes. Her uh, children are involved in many activities in the after hours of school, and she tried her dead-level best. I will say this much for Lindsay Badger. Not only did she watch Top Gun to get us ready for the Retro Rewind this week, but she finished Marvel's MODOK in anticipation. She could just make it in at the end of the show, like the last 15 or 20 minutes, but it looks like that may not happen. Now, I'm not going to say we may have a fourth window pop up right in the middle of this, and that's okay. You know, that's totally cool. Even if she's in the car or whatever, but, uh, to our sister at arms out there, our big sis, that's a geek. Well, just like the rest of us. We love you, Lindsay. And, uh, yes. we will definitely be seeing Lindsay on the next episode in just 14 days. As we're going to be talking about Loki, uh, which yeah. is going to be, uh, really exciting. But, uh, yeah, Lindsay's not here, you know, family commitments. Sometimes you just got to be the mother. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so man. that's where she's at tonight. But, um, Uh, Let's see here. want to say a huge shout-out to Luke over in the chat room. Got Mike Rolane. John Parfenbarger, it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, John.
2: Happy birthday to you. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know perfect, that's yeah.
1: why I that's why I got cast to be on the Grand Ole Opry right there, Austin. Uh, <laughs> I am not going to lie to you, um, but uh, <laughs> the chat is hopping tonight. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, you guys are so fun, Austin. Why don't you kick this
0: show off for us and let's get 123 underway, man? Yes. Yeah, so welcome to pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We would like to welcome everyone joining us live in the pop x.live chat room. Come and hang out with us and join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning in next first 15 minutes or so, we run down the headlines since our last show. And then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind at the halfway point we hit on the show's topic. And of course, if you guys are here joining us on YouTube, you got to smash that thumbs up I'll button to keep us yeah. moving up those analytics. <laughs>
1: I, I really appreciate it you guys have been subscribing our numbers have been going up and that's yes. not our doing I mean we just create the content it's you guys that are subscribing so sure. I love you guys you know what we should do sometime Austin just to kind of take a page out of your book yes. we should do a live Q&A sometime I'm all on board for not, that. not let it be one of the episodic uh, Pop X cast but just something a sidebar a Q&A with the with yes. the casts of PopX that'd be kind of cool I, right
0: I love that. I'm sure there's a lot of questions that people have maybe about how uh, you and I, I mean, obviously we're related, yeah, well, yeah, we know each other, but yeah, maybe our yeah. upbringing and, and, and how we've kind of grown up in a similar space. So I right. think that would be super fun.
1: I lived in a van down by the river, down ah, by, the, by the, river. Oh, the river. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Joseph Burke, Central Florida seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now I want to welcome uh, this amazing art community that's happening right now. It is part of the creative multiverse, as you've been hearing, but it's on HAPS.TV. So be sure to check us out. Sometimes, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, two nights ago, I was on HAPS live streaming for four hours drawing. I was doing something that was kind of cool, and uh, I was doing an experimental piece called Glow Art. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically pencil and a piece of paper. And then at some point in that drawing, you add a glowing element to create a luminescence on the face or whatever it is you're drawing. Pretty interesting, but I did the whole piece, live streamed it. It's on my Habs channel. It's on my YouTube channel. Check that out, but it's really cool to see uh, these artists come together. I'm a big creative. It's what I do. I create. That's all I know to do, but if you missed episode 122, Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, and the Retro Rewind of Beetlejuice, you can also check out our official website at popxcast.com for more many great episodes going all the way back, 121-plus episodes, Pretty crazy that we're at 123 tonight, and uh, but I would say this: if you if you like what you see here tonight, and you're enjoying PopX, please click on the button and throw us a subscribe over on YouTube. Now, as we schedule new shows and we make sure we drop that new notification bell as well. Don't forget the notification bell. You'll also be immediately notified when we go live next time. Now, also visit us on your favorite podcast platforms wherever you download. Not only are we a live stream. We're also in podcast, so we take the audio from tonight's show, and we produce it, mix it down, and we pop it right up on iTunes and Google and all those other places. Well, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Music, Apple something, podcast, whatever it's called. Something that Apple does with shows and podcasts. You know, But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They keep changing the names of these things, man. It's like every year.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so are you guys seeing me pretty well out there? You're a little glitchy on my end. A little glitchy on my end, but I don't know how everybody else is seeing you.
1: Okay. it's uh, It looks like it's going out pretty well. It looks like I may be having a little bit of an internet hiccup there on my okay. end. But we're going to keep rolling with it, okay? But anyway, I digress. Right, I have I, was, have I framed up a little bit? Am I clearing up any at
0: all? Uh, Maybe a tiny bit more. It's still just a little, just there's a lag. There's a bit of a lag there. Okay. But well, your hair still looks amazing. <laughs>
1: thank you it, I it never that. changes
0: I appreciate that
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny but uh, alright so we're going to try to work through that we're going to keep rolling here hopefully things uh, will pick up and you guys can hear us while we're doing here but uh, alright rolling on we're going to do some news don't go anywhere X is coming right at you we'll be right back extra extra read all about it this is PopX News coming to you live
0: right here on Puffexcast..com. All right, Burke, let's do it. I'm really glad they didn't hear anything because I just sat awkwardly and, and didn't know what to say for like five minutes, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm really glad you all didn't hear that. That was horrible. All right, um, so I'll, I'll roll through this super quick, right? We're talking Rangers of the New Republic, the Mandalorian spinoff that was announced uh, in December. It's not currently in active development at the studio, Now, not being in active development could mean several things for the series. While it may be canceled entirely, it could also simply no longer be in the studio's production schedule as top priority. Uh, That could make sense given the high number of other television projects set in the Star Wars universe uh, that we know is in the works for Disney+. Now, just going through some of these, we know that earlier this year, Boba Fett... Uh, was taking place obi-wan kenobi started filming over the last few weeks season three of the mandalorian is expected to start shooting in the near future and andor has yet to wrap production so lucasfilm has also previously announced the series star wars lando acolyte ahsoka now with this being unclear uh when these projects are moving forward now the only one that we're talking about right now we're kind of focused on is the new republic not in active development joe what are you thinking (laughs)
1: Man, I'm telling you, that's, uh, it's interesting, you know, but just because you're seeing the image here of, of being canceled and stuff like that, and it, it's kind of a gut punch at the same time. I mean, it, we're living in an era where Disney can, and I'm just kind of going to go off on a side tangent for a minute, we're living in an era where Disney can just fire anyone they want to, and then yeah. five, six months later, oh, we're so sorry, James Gunn, can you please come do our film? You know, and, and, and you see actresses and actors like this, and it just it bothers me. But the fact that uh, this this one particular, the, the New Republic, is is not getting hit. Man, what do you what's going on behind the scenes? I wonder I wonder what is going on behind the scenes at
0: Lucasfilm. What are what is there, well, you would think? What is their end all be all game here? Well, with all of the different characters and things that they've introduced, you would think that they could maybe rewrite or reroute the series if this was just the Gina Carano thing. So I'm not entirely sure what the full intentions were with canceling the show. Maybe they just couldn't think of another creative way to do it. But uh, something like the New Republic Rangers of the New Republic, man that's something that i would think someone can at least change up in a way that's going to serve that story because it sounds like a really interesting story so i don't it know does. why disney would want to scrap that idea entirely interesting
1: uh we're, they're still saying that we're getting lots of lags but they can see us hopefully that'll clear up i got a live stream thing here on my uh thing it says uh um uh, viewers will be experiencing buffering uh, there's a widget okay. that i can open up i don't know show if if, if if that will help me out or anything, stream settings and all that, but it says stream health, um, error. Mm. YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. Um, so I'm not sure what that's, that means, but I don't want to end it in, in uh, OBS because that's kind of, you know, hopefully it'll, will it clear up? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I'm moving on with it, but I, I do, I, to reiterate what you said, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that that we'll never see the light of day of this particular show. And I was kind of excited for it, to be honest with you. Me too. Sidebar tangent, yeah. another Lucasfilm thing. Do we really need another Lucasfilm Star Wars story? I don't know. But uh, is it oversaturation? Well, same could be said about Marvel Studios as well on Disney+. Plus For sure. It's uh, working so, out well for them. Exactly. Hopefully you guys can hear us. Uh, Austin's video is freezing, but the audio is clear. That's all that matters to us. Yes. So if you can hear yes. us, then that's good. So, moving on, the original Sonic the Hedgehog game turns 30 years old this year, and Sega is starting to gear up for the big anniversary celebration shortly after announcing a stream event set to take place after this week. Now, Sega's released an awesome new trailer celebrating the character's story history. Now, titled Unstoppable for Generations, the trailer shows the impact the series has had on fans throughout the years, as well as some of the biggest highlights from the character history. Now, naturally, some of Sonic's most memorable games are showcased, but the live-action film Comics Animation also gets some screen time here as well. It's definitely a must-watch for fans of the Blue Blur. So, uh, are
0: mm-hmm. you a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, Austin? I am, and I actually, you know, I, I wasn't, like, crazy going into the movie, like, oh, this is going to be another video game movie, but there's actually a lot of fun to be had with the movie. You look at the video games and the impact, and, and I'm a big Super Smash Bros. player, and I, I sometimes I occasionally <laughs> play Sonic. And I just love that character. I love his voice. Um, and it's cool to see that he, you know, is almost on the status of like a Mario, lasting all of these years, being so popular and, and firmly in control of, I think, one of the best video game characters of all time.
1: Yeah, I, I grew up with Sonic the Hedgehog, and I, of course, I remember... One faithful Christmas 1988 Mom and Dad, you know, got mm. me the Sega Genesis. and of course, that was the free game that came with all Sega Genesis back in the day. Oh, yeah. and uh, immediately I, I started reading the comic books and started diving down that avenue. And so there's a lot of, and of course the Saturday morning cartoon. We can't forget oh, Sonic that was and so
0: Friends. great, man. Was't it so great? Sonic and Friends? I love that show.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm a huge fan of Sonic and I, I think that uh, whoever created, I mean, there there has to be a story out there on the creations of the of Sonic the Hedgehog, how Sonic mm-hmm. is kind of like the equal but opposite of of Mario in a way, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. So uh very interesting. Very um I, I love it and I can't wait to see what they do with this. And I, I'm all down for the 30th anniversary. And uh I can't wait to watch this and, and, and just see it all come to fruition. Let me see. Here. You're up, yeah.
0: buddy. Yeah, okay. Sorry, it lagged a lot on that last little bit. We're, oh. we're, we're pushing through it, guys. Come on, we're pushing through it. Okay, so production is underway on the third season of The Boys, and filming has uh, been underway long enough for one episode to be almost finished. Okay, that's exciting. Series showrunner and creator Eric Kripke uh, took to t- Twitter to reveal that he's already watched the director's cut of the season premiere uh, using a GIF of Goran... And Alistair (laughs) Adana in season two, can't pronounce that, uh, finale at the exact moment that his head explodes. Yes, the message was clear. The episode is mind-blowing. Actual footage of me watching the boys' director cut of episode 301. Kripke tweeted, I think you're in for something really special and insane and special joe you know how much how much i love me some boys you know how much that season two finale just got us salivating for more and the fact that we're already getting some season three news what are you you thinking about i i am ready for some butcher
1: i am ready for some butcher oh my gosh dude uh it's so cool to see the first two seasons oh my gosh are just brutal (laughs) season two just left me like I, I didn't know. I mean, I was sitting here watching Homelander, and it, oh my God, it just the whole story arc we didn't cover it, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but yeah uh, it an interesting turn of events with mother's milk and and on all of that, and I will just say that much and just leave it right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I'm really excited for season three. This seems like something that can that Amazon Prime has as a very solid foundation of a show oh, and yeah.
0: that excites me, Austin. I completely agree, and I think uh, doing it episodically is also helping keep that momentum going. Now, I, I love to binge, and I hate that I didn't get to binge this last time, uh, but I really think it's keeping in the conversation, so hopefully Season 3 kind of sticks to that. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty excited for it, honestly. And um, Season 3 of The Boys is probably, they will probably turn up the juice big time on that, yep. if you think about yep. it, because, I mean, how, look how crazy and graphic and gory Season 2 was
0: mm-hmm it's pretty intense
1: right I mean and yeah. so they can only up themselves from this point forward right yeah. so yeah. I'm pretty excited about it and I can't wait to see it I agree uh let's see here Amazon has sealed oh my god this is big news this week holy cow has sealed yeah. the deal for an 8.45 billion <laughs> billion billion dollars <laughs> to buy MGM Studios and oh, all goodness. the properties that come with it including James Bond oh man i mean the entire ma- uh, uh mad max i mean they are there is there is franchises galore here and amazon i can't believe that they paid that much for this so the iconic hollywood studio known for releasing movie oh robocop forgot about that okay, uh, james right, bond yeah. and the entire rocky franchise Holy cow. Then uh, The deal sets a course to amp up Amazon Prime's video with new programming from MGM's Long Story and, oh my gosh, to bolster Amazon's existing original production arm, Amazon Studios. Amazon said that MGM's goldmine is the intellectual property that it can leverage for making new content. Mike Hopkins, Amazon's wow. senior vice financial uh, president of uh, Prime Video, and Amazon Studios said – The real financial value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP in the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine. Let me pause there. To reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team. It's very exciting and provides so many opportunities for high-quality storytelling. Austin Burke, is this i th- okay, this could be bigger than the Fox Marvel Studios deal bro, yeah, because Marvel, yeah. Marvel you know fox has has a big i p right mm-hmm. MGM has been around for over a hundred years, yeah, a hundred years, Austin, I got it as a film critic, professional from Flick fan Nation what are you what is your thoughts on this?
0: It's one of those things that you just, well, first of all, I get excited because Amazon's so good at screeners. Let me tell you, they, they respond so quick and they're sending me stuff I'm not even asking. So I get all this stuff. All right, great. No, there are so many properties, man. There's so many properties, but it also starts to bring up the conversation, right? What are they going to do with these movies? Because we know Amazon is and focuses on their streaming service, so we're we going to get those simultaneous uh, theatrical streaming le- releases, like we're getting with HBO Max and Disney Plus. Are we going to do that forty-five day window where we send them to theaters and then bring them directly to a streaming service? A lot of questions I'm asking myself. Wow. And then you look at the IPs. You know, you have opportunities to bring back something like a RoboCop. Maybe oh. turn that into a series. Yeah, I mean, we come on, you can do
1: Peter anything. Weller back as RoboCop. I mean, or my dude. Just- Dude, I'm telling you, if... I didn't, wasn't a big fan of the reboot of Robocop. I'm just going to say that right yeah, off. I didn't you know, I, it was it okay. Was. But if they bring about that 80s... Dude, there are so many 80s genre films involved in that time gap with MGM Studios. Yeah. Holy cow, bro. Holy cow. Well,
0: and, and again, we know because long-form content is almost the way of the future. And right. the route that they're... I mean, look at how much money they just spent on Lord of the Rings. Uh, what was it? Five. It was... Half a billion some, it, yeah,
1: it was it was some ridiculous amount, dude. So I saw imagine
0: that. turning these IPs into series and and lengthening it, bringing Peter Weller back as RoboCop for an eight episode series. I mean, you can do all kinds. Could of you things. imagine?
1: Could you imagine a Rocky series? Oh, I would love it. I I, I Michael P Jordan get you know bringing back. What if they focus on, on? What if they focus on Mickey? The origins of Mickey and his gym.
0: They can they can do spinoffs now, dude. They can do spinoffs. Oh my yeah. god. The possibilities. they have opportunity i'm telling you joe this Dude, is you right the it future
1: is, is, is so bright <laughs> i gotta wear shades baby i'm telling you what when you this say right here you said this
0: it. joe the possibilities are endless i think that's the key right there they are endless with what they yeah. can do with all these eyes. I, I love agree. it i love
1: it i this. couldn't agree more and i think this is a great deal it does raise a big question for me though All these big corporations and companies and film studios are being purchased. Yes, they are. And so that raises a question. You know, Fox was purchased two years ago by Walt Disney. And Amazon Prime, which is kind of new to the scene. Prime Video is only, what, four or five years old?
2: Purchasing a
1: hundred euro film studio? Yes. That's... That's. See, that's hard for me to wrap my head around. It's just so hard for me because you have you have a, a an entity right. that's only four or five years old purchasing something that has a a, a century of content, and it's just really it, it, it yes the possibilities are endless. But at the same time, I'm thinking, wow, what what is stopping somebody from from buying something else, or you know, Sony purchasing Apple purchasing Sony, or you know, there's no governing. It seems like you know what I'm saying. Well.
0: Well, Netflix well, there is, is governing.
1: You got the FCC has to has to sign
0: off on all this, but for sure. But it seems like but you're right. And and look at what Netflix, I mean, they're they're around 20 years old and they're ruling the world right now. If they wanted to go and buy one of these studios, they pr- probably could do it and they could afford to do it. So, yeah. we're going to be seeing, Joe, this is not the end of it. We're going to be seeing more things like this in the future. I guarantee it. It's interesting. And
1: and and so I'm thinking about Dude, I'm telling you, Universal Studios, you know, Kind of been on the teeter-totter for a while. They got a couple Mm -hmm. of good franchises, but who's to say, I don't know if you knew this, but Netflix and Universal have a merging property license together. (laughs) Did you know that? The Jurassic World show, man, Camp Cretaceous. Well, all the IPs that are are from Netflix, uh, let me give you an example. Stranger Things. Stranger Things was at Universal Studios Hollywood and Orlando at Halloween Horror Nights as a shared IP joint partnership. Mm. so if they've already comcast has already got that deal who's to say that netflix can't come right in and merge with universal and become universal paramount netflix or something
0: man we could we could almost bet money and be right about something like that because what you just said i mean it almost leads us to think why wouldn't there be a big purchase between universal and netflix you know what well, i mean like that's well, the thing about it is
1: the streaming platforms it's the way of the future man it it's is the way of the
0: future it
1: is so, um, but anyway, you have a new segment that came on literally an hour before the
0: show started. Austin, tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Well, I, I, you know, we know that Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, played Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? right? And uh, spoilers, he was killed, and he didn't come back for WandaVision. Well, guess what? He is coming back, or for the first time as Kraven in Sony's upcoming Marvel Studios collaboration film which blows my mind because we assume that craven would would fight spider-man at some point who is in the marvel cinematic universe which is with aaron taylor johnson's quicksilver it's it's weird dude it's like
1: (laughs) but i i I get it i mean if you can imagine him with a goatee and his hair grew out look Mm -hmm. at look at it i could definitely see him as craven
0: do you I'm doing this on air. Do you remember that little theory that I brought up last time we talked about Venom and Morbius uh, being in Tobey Maguire's universe? Yes, I do. Since he's already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would make sense that he was in a different universe, right?
1: Okay. Hmm. Okay. I see where you're going <laughs> with this. Oh my god, dude! You just like blew my brain, man. That's crazy.
0: a sinking cap, right here. But it will be I'm
1: interesting not- to see, you know, in an alternate timeline. The same physical make of a character portrayed mm-hmm. as another character, and who's to say?
0: Uh, that Old would be. Earth. That would be. I'll be totally down for that. I mean, there has to be some kind of reasoning or rationale behind casting a guy who is in the MCU as a character who will hopefully take on Spider-Man at some point, right? I mean, right. we hope for that. Right. I, I would think so. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just so was- glad right now at this point I
1: didn't hit cancel on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know, man. This is this is great. Ten, ten is- minutes of weirdness and we're all through it and we're, <laughs> we're having a blast. But yeah, you're Good absolutely... I, I'm really... I didn't even know that Sony had plans to develop a Craven story. But yes. if you know anything about Kraven, and especially his run-ins with Spider-Man... Yeah. Dude, that's probably one of Spider-Man's darkest foes. Uh, because he's Craven the Hunter, and I would say he's even more powerful to some degree. It's more of a psychological... He's a very tactful villain. He's yeah. not one that attacks with brute force like Venom. He's one yeah. that craven the hunter uh he's one that attacks his prey from a very unique perspective and um might i add brutal perspective and so yeah. uh be very interested to see how they develop this uh, particular ip for the sony franchise and hopefully it's incorporated into the mcu because that would goodness. be extremely sad if it's not. But um anyway, Austin, are you ready to talk a little retro rewind this week? Oh yes, absolutely. All righty. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for sticking with us tonight. I know it's been a wild one, but uh hey, we got the retro rewind top gun coming your way right now. Retro <laughs> rewind.
2: Retro
1: Rewind. Retro Rewind. Rewind, and we are talking about Tony Scott's 1986, 80s classic, yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. Holy cow, Top Gun. Now, Austin, have you seen, you've had to have seen Top Gun prior to actually being asked to see it for Retro Rewind. So
0: what is some yes. of your thoughts going into this 80s classic? Yes, I believe this was my third time watching. Now, I will admit, I had it playing as I was painting. Okay. Um, But you can ask Madison what the walls look like. I probably paid more attention to the movie. Now, I I believe Top Gun is one of those films that a lot of people hold very, very close to their hearts as this huge classic film. And it's so freaking It's really good, dude. Yeah. It's so... Freaking 80s, man! Like, watch it, and so many iconic scenes. And you know, I, everybody everybody knows the the main relationship. Everybody knows Tom Cruise's performance. Everybody yeah. knows the the style that the film has. Now it looks like the sequel is going to be taking it in a very different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has some of those quotable and iconic lines that only come around every once in a while. And even compared to some of the other movies that we've talked about, I don't know if Top Gun for me personally is maybe as good as some of those other films. I do think because it's so of its time, I don't know if certain elements hold up, but that's not to say it is um, a bad thing. I think it is a very special thing how much this represents uh, its time period. And what was the year, Joe? I think it well, what was, it, was it 85 or 86? 86, 86, 86 yeah, right? Yeah. So we're, we're kind of in that second half of the decade when um, you're, you're getting... A little more into that cheesy territory as we enter the early nineties. There is some relationship cheese here. Yeah, there's some relationship cheese, and then you have you know Val Kilmer and Cruz's relationship, of course. The the classic Iceman, one of the (laughs) most iconic characters there is. Um, You have you have Tim Robbins in there, Um, and I kind of forgot Tim Robbins was in this movie. I love seeing his performance, and um, I, I do think the performances are really good, but they're really they're really self aware, and I think this is one of my even though it's not one of my favorite Cruise movies, I think it's one of my favorite Cruise performances because Mm. it's like the ultimate version of Tom Cruise. He's so confident, and I love love seeing a confident young young Cruise.
1: He's cocky, and he knows he can do it. He knows he can do it, and that's the thing about it. And, you know, for me, uh, just the overall score for this film is probably one of the most iconic film scores of all time. You have Take My Breath Away, You have the Top Gun intro anthem composed by Harold Faltermeyer. If you don't know who that is, that's the guy that made Axel Foley and Beverly Hills Cop. Very noted. He's up there with with so many iconic synthesizer composers. And uh, Mm -hmm. Harold Faltermeyer is one of them. Van Langellis is another one. And then you've got uh, Jan's Hammer with the Miami Vice theme. These iconic legendary composers that are using Mm -hmm. synthesizers to create these anthems. And uh, for me, I think Top Gun is just one of those make, but it, the score is always one that brings me back. You got Kenny Loggins, The Danger Zone, and and, and yeah. it's so good. But the <laughs> one thing that blew me away, man, on this one is the cinematography. Let's stop for a second and just listen to what I got to say. This is at a time before GoPros, all right?
2: Yeah, can true. You
1: can't just put a GoPro mounted on the side of a wing of a jet fighter Uh, In 1986, because it didn't happen. The cameras that they used, Google Panavision cameras, 1986, those things are freaking huge. They had to mount these on the underbelly, on the wings, near the cockpit of these fighter jets. And this was all filmed at the Naval Air Base, not not the Naval, the Air Base in Nevada. And you just think about it, dude. It's just crazy how they had, what a feat of cinematography given the decade it was shot. I agree. We've never seen anything like this. And how many aeronautical battles are there? The training exercises and just all of that. Just imagine, you know, the the storyboard for that. We have to have this flyby with this camera angle going underneath the belly and then we got to have one of Maverick upside down flipping the bird to the the bad guys. And, you know, you just got these scenes and I I can't begin to imagine for a film like this how it was all planned out and executed flawlessly. I will give it to you. There's some cheese in here. You know, Kelly... Kelly McGillis' character, uh, Charlie, I believe it is. Um, she she plays um, kind of an interesting role. She's an older person who is kind of a liaison to the government, too, cause evidently she knows a lot about the machines and how to run them. But Maverick, uh, you know, uh, kind of knows a little bit more, to be honest with you. And he's kind of pushing that boundary, and she kind of gets turned on by it. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And we have boom, 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 is <laughs> that moment. And then we're making love. And the next <laughs> thing you know, they're on the back of a bike, and all of us. Yeah, crazy story. Love it, though. My God, I love this movie so much. It's insane. It's just one of those movies, the one-liners for me, and I want Mike to get ready because I want Mike to share his as well. Yes. Um, It's one of those movies that's, I don't want to say comparable to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but the one-liners mm. and the score, yeah. Even though it's Tom Cruise, total different storyline and, and total different character trajectory, there is some like you know I need I feel the need the need for speed need you for know, speed. and you got yeah. Goose, just a great film, great film all the way around. Mike Ippolito, Bubby, what is your take on this classic of '86?
2: Uh pretty much everybody covered it all uh, for me, but to, to me, I think that's some of the best. Um, aviation footage ever caught on camera <laughs> couldn't agree no more know, especially for the times yeah. you know what what they were capable of and what you had again i know i always go back to but it's what you had to work with back then you yeah know i mean now it's all cg but to to see that and you know what they used back then it was just completely amazing i Mind mean more into you know the dog fights and all the aerial stuff than pay attention to the rest of the story you know and yeah and I'm not as much of a big Tom Cruise fan anymore. I think that was <laughs> his early year stuff. I think like this movie and, you know, it's, I don't know. I just, I I'm, I don't care much for him anymore lately, but uh, this is one, I think one of his, you know, better performances.
1: I agree. I agree with that. I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is definitely one of Hollywood's elite and you can't deny it, especially on some of the stuff he's done. But yeah. at the pinnacle of his career, stands this film which you know i think before this may have been risky business in 1985 84 sounds right um and so pop gun was just the culmination of everything that tom cruise has worked for and um i can't get what you're saying though mike you know he he, he kind of modern day tom cruise is a lot weirder than 25 (laughs) year ago tom cruise uh and i say that that respectfully but he's he's a little bit of a loose cannon
2: yeah, I'll, I'll give you not that much. Too keen on the sequel. I mean, what has it been thirty-five years or so? Something like that. Yeah. Come out with a sequel, and I've seen the trailer, and I'm going. I could take it or leave it. I mean, if it's mm. something that's on HBO Max or something, I'll watch it. But yeah, I may not run out to the theater and see it. I'm yeah, just, I don't
1: think it's going to be one that I would make an attempt yeah. to go to the theater to see. I would know, um, everybody definitely wait. Point. Yeah, I would definitely wait for live stream to be honest with you. But yeah, that's I mean, just my take. I could be totally wrong on that, Austin. What's your, uh, you know, are you excited for Maverick?
0: I am. I'd say modern day Cruise for me is he hasn't done much outside of the Mission Impossible movies. Now the Mission Impossible movies, I love. Uh, yeah. The last three have really kicked some butt. Fallout, I think, is one of the Henry best. Henry Cavill, action movies the one with Henry decade. Cavill, was amazing. Yes, yes. Dude, that was spectacular. But you're right. I, I think this second one is a good opportunity for him to kind of get back into that boat, um, yeah. like uh, you know, like is the cruise that he used to be. And we've seen him give, I mean, Magnolia, I, I think, phenomenal Oscar-worthy performances, and we've seen awards buzz for for Cruise. Uh, he's just not there now. Yeah, but. I think this sequel could do him some good if it's as good. And apparently he learned how to fly a plane for this movie. Okay. I heard about
1: that. He he was actually <laughs> trained to fly an airplane and one of these wow. jets. And not just a plane, a jet. Jet. A uh, oh fighter God. jet, as a matter yeah. of fact. And, and I, I believe he already had his AV. He was already a, a pilot to some degree. He, yes. He's kind of like yes. Harrison Ford. He has his own plane. He flies around, does his own thing. But, uh, interesting take. But, you know, at the end of it, Top Gun is definitely one of those movies that solidifies. It's the, And the reason I chose Top Gun for this week, it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. And guess what? This movie came out Memorial Day weekend, 1986. Yes, that's some very thoughtful planning on my end. But um, I will say that Top Gun was one of the highest grossing films of the decade of the 80s. It was came in at number 26. Number 26. Indiana Jones... And The Last Crusade in 1989 was the number one grossing film of all the 80s under right Makes below E.T. E. at number two. And so this came in at number 26. So it does tell you it had, for Memorial Day weekend 86, it yes. had a pretty good draw. You know what I'm saying? But yes. uh, with all that said, let's give our official PopEx score and we'll move on to Marvel's Modoc. Uh, Austin, what is your score
0: for Top Gun? I'm on a 72. I'm on a seven uh, seven point two nice. out of ten. Again, it, you know, it's not a film that I grew up with, but it is one that every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and it and it really does transport you back to that time. And Joe, I thought you brought up a great point with the cinematography. It's it's crazy what they were able to do. It is.
1: Then. It really is,
0: Mike. Uh,
2: I'm going to go with uh, seven. Uh, seven out it, of ten. Um, you know, um, I guess. Um, like Kenny Loggins' "Danger Zone," anytime you hear that song, you know that <laughs> so it's just, it's, you know it's tied into that movie. Oh yeah, So it has a little, I guess, memorability to it. It does, know. yeah. But again, with the you know the cinematography, this is some of the best aviation caught on con camera.
1: I, I I agree. So we got a seventy-two percent. We got a seventy percent. i want to meet you guys a little bit higher than that. I'm going to go seventy-five percent. Um, the only reason I went up a little higher is just for the fact of what they were able to do cinematog- cinematography-wise with. The capture of the aviation footage. You, you guys, again, this is 86. They didn't have the portable cameras with the fisheye lens and all the, the, the fun stuff that they have now. Yeah. I mean, these are these are 50-pound cameras mounted to the wing of a fighter jet. And I can't even <laughs> begin to 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 think. I and mean, over in the chat room, I want to read some of these. 8.6 from John Parfumbarger. Uh nice. we got a 7.8 from Lindsey Badger. Um, so yes, uh whatever you guys, if you guys want to share your score, feel free to do that over in the chat room. And we may even read it here. But I think that's a good wrap on the on on Top Gun. It's definitely one of our favorites. And I'm glad what we chose it because it is Memorial Day and it's kind of a nice little nod to 86 as well. But getting into Marvel's Modoc now, I'm gonna roll the spoiler alert warning. If you have not watched Marvel's Modoc, we're getting ready to talk season one, episode 10 episodes. We're going to talk it all right now. Be right back. Danger.
0: You are about to enter a a P-H-H-H-P-X spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned.
1: You have been warned. And so we are talking Marvel's MODOK, a brand new iteration of something that we have not seen from Marvel before. And that is Claymation Stop Motion animation combined with adult comedy themes in a robot chicken uh, adult swim South Park family guy mashup that is just crazy. Um, and it's it's something that none of us didn't expect. I didn't even know this was coming out until a month and a half ago, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, watching the series, there is some definitely belly laugh moments. Um, mm-hmm. for me it would have been episode seven or eight with the goat and the goat kept screaming <laughs> it was hilarious so giving the premise of this we we see Modoc Modoc is now settled down he has a wife he has two kids and one of his his daughter actually inherited his specific big head syndrome and so she has her own floating capsule as well' just like Modoc does and then the son is just kind of like out there he's kind of a a, a, I don't know where he's at. He's on another planet, and he just does things that's t- so erratic. Compare him to, like, uh, on Family Guy, uh, Chris from Family Guy, you know, Seth <laughs> Seth Green's character. He just doesn't know where he's at or what he's doing. And But then he's taken away from his corporation at AIM, and this whole company comes in, which is a play on Rumble, but it's called Grumble, and yeah. it's really interesting that how everything is set up in the context of it. But some really cool, interesting cameos as well in this series, some of which I didn't expect. And we see Iron Man several times. Uh, we see Thor's hammer make an appearance. Even the Infinity Gauntlet made an appearance, yeah. I do believe, in the one of the final scenes. Um, Wonder, Wonder Boy, Wonder Man uh, made it yeah. into... It, it was so weird. It's so strange. And then the um, Arcade. Uh, if you don't know who Arcade is, he's a super villain from... I mean, that guy goes way back... And they brought this random villain out. If you, he kind of looks like Joker with the red, blood red hair, frost, like orangey red hair. And he's got the white vest on. But really interesting how it was set up. And it's set up in a way to where they left you on a cliffhanger at episode 10. And it's definitely has the potential to go into a season two. Uh, Austin Burke, what did you think about Marvel's MODOK?
0: Yeah, I, I'm like you. I knew this series was coming. I, I didn't really know what it was going to be. I had no clue it was going to be this stop-motion uh, robot chicken animation. You had some of the creators, you know,
2: giving uh, yeah. you
0: know, their giving Seth their Green was involved S- in this. Yeah, Seth Green. So you automatically knew it was going to be that style of show. Now, I, I'm seeing a bit of a divisive, uh, not too. really critically, but I'm seeing a bit of a divisive take by a lot of audiences. I think... Part of it is if you don't respond to this type of humor, this really quick-witted Rick and Morty, slapsticky family guy, you know, cutaway-style humor, then I don't know if you're going to love this show. So you've got to know what you're you're in for when you're going in, and if you're looking for a serious comic book show, that's not what this is. It's, you know, ridiculous Patton (laughs) Oswalt-style humor uh, with a lot of... Cameos, Easter eggs—you know, stealing Iron Man's boot—and at one point they're like, "Why did not you steal Captain America's shield? That would have been a lot cooler." Well, the and, you know, the little, stuck
1: up my crack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was a lot of uh, the, the the villain hangout. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. um Getting all of those different cameos, but then you have the marriage problems. You have yeah. you know the fallout with what's happening there, and uh, the father daughter father son relationship. Ben Schwartz as the son, I thought was a great touch. That's our Sonic. He he did yep. a great job voicing that character. So, oh, and John, John Hamm, John Hamm as Iron Man, as Iron Man. Oh my God, <laughs> it was so
1: weird. It was such a cool <laughs> casting call, and I knew yeah. the voice immediately without even
0: looking at the credits. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, it's John Ham. That's John yeah. Ham. Yeah. So I, I love it. I, I love what they did there. Now, again, it's you know, in a comedy like this, not every joke's going to work, right? No. It, if if it can be. 70-30, that's like always my ultimate goal with a comedy. You're laughing 70% of the time, not laughing 30% of the time. Okay, I think that's a great mark to hit. I would say this was, I'd say this was around 70-30, you know? Yeah. There were a couple jokes that fell a little Fall bit flat, flat but yeah. I would say 70% of them at least. But again, it is... My style of ridiculous, dumb, stupid humor. Yeah. But as a Marvel fan, somebody just sitting there looking for Easter eggs and cameos, and it's in there every time Iron Man comes. It is in there. Did and you, you can notice? Tell. Did you notice one thing, Austin?
1: When? Yeah. What year was this set in? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the spe- 2009. specific year. Two thousand nine. Oh wow. Okay, so the, the, now here, I'm interesting. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to blow your mind. Asgard hadn't been consumed by Ragnarok yet. So that's why there was an Asgard. Interesting.
0: Okay. So they're so they're almost following that sequence of the I believe so. Well, Disney owns, Disney owns
1: Hulu. Disney owns Hulu. So yeah. I, I believe in some strange comedic way it's following the timeline of the MCU, though it's yeah. not part of the MCU, but the rules apply to the MCU. Oh my God. And so I was like, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, wait, they're in they're in Asgard. All right. Yeah. So and and you know you got all the the soldiers with the gold armor and everything and it was yeah. that was a hilarious scene all on, on its own, and I was sitting there thinking I was like and then it, it it shows the time and I'm like oh oh nine, Ragnarok
0: hasn't even happened yet this all and makes sense. Well, and it's funny that Iron Man was kind of like the main hero that would come in and out because this was right after Iron Man One, two thousand eight, was the. So yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of like this alternate, weird, we don't even MCU have MCU thing.
1: Yeah, we don't even have the, the Avengers at this point assembled. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think until, you know, interesting when you think about it that, that claymation, that. a claymation cartoon type um, series can follow some sort of strange continuity of the film franchise, which is weird at Well, and I
0: think part of it was is I, I was looking for something very specific with this show and if, you know, if you're not laughing, that's one thing but I was looking for a show that kept those homages <laughs> and and kept the, integral Marvel Roots present, but then yeah. added that. And I, I grew up loving robot chicken, man. I, I was did too, man. Loving robot chicken and family guys. So this is right adult down swim, my alley. Robot
1: chicken. Yes. I mean yes. I spent many nights, you know, just cracking up at robot chicken and how they Me would too. do Skeletor and He Man and just all the funny crazy things they did with them, dude. It was yes. so good. But yes. uh I think we need to see some more adult swim honestly. I think I need to see some more John C. Riley uh, doing, remember those skits oh, he used to do God. that were so
0: hilarious. Scientists <laughs> and <laughs> 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 <I> love those. <laughs> so many memes, man. I uh, adult. What's the? There's another show too, and that's where Rick and Morty. I mean, Rick and Morty is like Bond the most popular but animated that. show.
1: Yeah. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. So you think about just the continuity of it. I, I do agree with you though. 70-30 is a good mark yeah. to hit on some of the jokes, some of the jokes are just like you know I'm sorry Okay, it didn't affect me Move may, on to somebody that. else may find it funnier than I did or maybe I just don't understand the context of the joke that, at the time yep. because they're so fast and so witty you don't have time to process it and you know it, it may require a second viewing I don't know if I personally would watch it all over again I enjoyed yeah. it but I don't think I don't think there's a lot of rewatchability in terms of it's it's a one and done for me I would say I'm okay with
0: that personally
1: yeah. uh, um, probably the same for season two if there is a season yeah. two, if they if they sign off on that, but I enjoyed it. And there's a potential, I think season one is a filler. They tried some things to see what worked yes. and see what didn't. Mm-hmm. I believe if there is a season two and they signed back for it, there's a lot more potential to include some more crazier cameos. I personally was looking for a Stan Lee cameo every at through every episode. And I could not find one.
0: Neither.
1: I may have missed it. I may have, he may have been in the background as a claymation, I was looking for it diligently but I didn't see a Stanley uh, unfortunately. But I want to talk to Mike cuz Mike has a really interesting perspective on Modoc. Mm. All right. And um as you can look on his face I, <laughs> I was is. I was calling Mike this past week and uh, cuz uh we were just talking about a few things and he's like yeah I couldn't get past episode 2. Mike, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, man?
2: Oh, like adult swim Mike. <laughs> You don't want me to go down this road. <laughs> really don't. Uh, you're right. I just, you know, I was never really a big fan of Robot Chicken. I've seen episodes wow. of it. Wow. Okay. But, you know, but I love Rick and Morty. I love Family Guy, you know, but I just, I got through the first episode. I thought it was, you know, decent enough. And as it got into the second episode, it just fell off a cliff. <sighs> you know, right into a pile of rocks for me. And mm. uh, you know, I like Pat Oswald. I think he's a funny guy. And I'm a big fan of Wendy McClendon Covey from Goldberg. She played Monica. I, and I was thought to be hope for that, you know, because I really enjoy her, you know, as an actor. And I just, I, I couldn't stay with it. I, I went from, I put it on for the first three minutes. I went to my phone, I went to the computer, went to the kitchen, went to the bathroom and didn't even stop it. And then when I came back, I was just, uh, I said, I had enough of this. I just, I can't do no more. Wow. And I just, uh, I I didn't find it funny anymore. It was just, it became more annoying than anything else.
1: I understand. And it's just, every
2: one of the characters, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's the writing and not the person, but... I just, I, it, like the whole family to me was just annoying. And I just,
1: yeah, I, got you. I just
2: lost interest in a hurry.
1: Well, you're part of a, you're part, don't feel bad, Mike. You're part of an actual group out there. There, This this series is definitely split 50 50. For mm-hmm. sure. There's 50% of people that are huge MCU fanatics that love it. And then the other, I uh,
0: just, can't stand it. Oh, trust me, I heard it in my comment section. You don't know what funny is is. I'm just like, shut up, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do you have to be like that? Just, just if you don't
1: like it, sure. Why, why I, 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 like I, I kind of fall around the middle, and when I give my score here and shortly, you're going to kind of understand. You know, I, I'm i on the fence. I'm not one that's on the negative, or I'm not one that's on the. I mean, there is some positive, but at the same time, I saw some negative. I saw mm-hmm. some writing and script error issues, and I'm just like, eh. mm-hmm. um. So I, I do feel that Mike, your 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 response is is definitely valid. I I don't think you should feel bad for, for sure. That. Yeah. No.
2: no, no, no. I mean, I'm not here to discourage anybody and tell no, you this no, garbage no, no. and don't watch it. It's just no, that wasn't for me, you know, and yes, it wasn't for you. Everybody in their human brain, you know, they you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like, and you know that's kind of the way it is. Well,
0: and, and comedy is the most subjective and that's why I don't fault anyone for not liking the style of humor. It is the most subjective thing when it comes to filmmaking at all. You will often see a bigger division of opinion. Even if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of classic comedies have negative scores because it's just so subjective. And if you're not laughing, especially with a show like this, you're not going to get into the characters. So I and, and there's a lot of people in that boat, Mike. So you're definitely not alone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was hard for me to sometimes too.
1: I, I found myself in some of those scenes it was just a lot of dialogue and this weirdness. I was mm-hmm. on my phone, kinda I caught myself scrolling a couple of times. Um I, I I I guess the mentality I said, Well, I'm just gonna get through it. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. kinda scroll to get through it. I'm not really here for what is going on. I just wanna see where the story's progressing. Yeah. I am extremely guilty of that on this particular series. I didn't do that every single episode. Some episodes were more engaging than the others. Some episodes yeah. were more funnier than the others. Like episode two, Mike, what you were talking about, episode two tanked for me, kind of. It 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 Like episode one was great. There was a good buildup. You had great cameos and, you know, the Iron Man boot up a, up Modox butt and all that <laughs> stuff. And then all of a sudden, episode two just kind of like,
2: eh, mm,
1: falls flat. So I, I definitely feel you on that. And yeah, uh, I
2: try. I try to be fair with stuff, um, you know. But if it's just, if it's just, st- I'm just struggling to get through it. It's, yeah. uh, I, You know, like we did with Jupiter's Legacy. It started off mm-hmm. slow. It dragged. But I found myself to go through it. with this, I just couldn't. Yeah. Chapter two, the third episode started. I said, I'm, I can't do well, this. Well,
1: Jupiter's part. Legacy kept building each episode. So there was there was there was something there to entice you to watch the next episode. Well, and it held my interest. It you did. Know, yeah, yeah,
2: it, yeah, This, I just, I completely lost interest and I'm going, why am I forcing myself to go through this? Yeah. You know, to sit through this for another 20 minutes where I just, I'm not interested in it.
1: I, I get you. And for me, the first episode was great. Second episode kind of tanked for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, I kind of feel the whole series was backpedaling from episode two to try to get back up to the momentum. And I, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Uh, I don't know. Austin, how do you feel? Do you feel that, Episode one was stronger than episode two, or vice versa,
0: or I, I do. There are definitely some low lows. I agree. I you know what? I actually I this this held my interest more than Jupiter's legacy. I was more entertained. I was more entertained. I, I was laughing. Jupiter's legacy, I think, was a bit more dull because it's choppy. one you gotta focus on. This is one that you could honestly, at least myself, obviously, but I put on the background and I go work in the kitchen and I just listen to it for the humor right yeah. it's you, it's not really as story focused as Jupiter's legacy no, so not. I think I think I actually enjoy this one a little bit more uh but yeah there were definitely some episodes that are very very forgettable uh and, and but a couple ones that uh, toward the end especially toward the I think it got better towards the end yeah towards the end it started building and, and getting a lot better for I sure agree.
1: I agree
0: Well I, with all that said guys Marvel's
1: Modoc is now streaming on Hulu it is Disney's attempt, and I, I do wanted to have just a quick moment while we discuss this. This is kind of an opening door to some some things that are definitely coming down the pipeline for Hulu streaming series. We've said this in past shows. Hulu is going to be Disney Plus's adult themed, uh, yes. I think, content provider. You're going to see the John Bernthals come back as, which has kind of already been confirmed to some extent. Uh, John Bernthal reprising the role as the Punisher, and with them focusing more on the war journals. From what I, I recall, that going that story, uh, but you're going to see a lot of those adult type things that necessarily can't make the cut on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. make the cut on Hulu. So I think that's going to be uh, really interesting, and I, I do believe this is Marvel's attempt to kind of get the feet wet. Uh, it's a it's a show that probably doesn't have a lot of overhead cost. There's not a lot involved. There's not a lot of production. That's required uh, in terms of the stop motion photography and stuff like that, and so yeah, it is a good way to just try to test the waters, just to see how the market yeah. is on on that streaming platform. Um, is it is it a way that we're going to be able to see more things coming down the line? I do believe so. Uh, you're not going to see Punisher on Disney Plus or Daredevil or any kind of more of a, a grittier style Marvel character. It's going to be on it's going to be on Hulu. So any thoughts on that austin you, you you agree with me on that one
0: well i mean there's even rumors that they could end up doing a deadpool ryan reynolds series on i mean there's all kinds of things right, I'm, I'm down they for could that dude i'm definitely I, down. I am so down for that and it is essentially that disney after dark spot exactly. for a lot of these. Yeah, it's, it's almost the after Adult dark. Swim. Like yeah. it, it could be Disney's Adult Swim style thing where they just experiment with all of these R-rated mature con. I, I'm, I'm on board for that. I'm really yeah. on board for that. So I, I like what they're doing with these two platforms. Absolutely. All right, well, let's give our
1: score officially. I am going to go for Marvel's Modoc. I'm going to go a 62%.
0: Okay. And I think I'm a was, little...
1: That was me riding the, the line a little bit.
0: I'm a little more enthusiastic about the show. Again, it's just kind of my style, but you know, it's not on a Rick and Morty level. I'm gonna to go to seven, a solid seven. Okay. All righty. Mike? <laughs> um This <laughs> is gonna be difficult because I've only seen the two yeah. Well you don't
1: you don't have to score it. You can have to score. I mean so, I will give it two dashes and be done with it. Two dashes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not dot, hyphen, dot, dot. Hyphen. Not
2: a positive. It's not a negative. It's in the waiting
1: for yeah. someone to text back. Yes, <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes. Let's just wait on that for a moment. I'll let that <laughs> let
1: that germinate. Let it <laughs> If you yeah. uh, Anyway, so we have a sixty-two, and Austin, you gave it a 70%. seventy percent. All yes. right. Cool. All right. So that's the official score. Marvel's Modoc streaming now on Hulu, and I do believe that is going to wrap things up for this show. My gosh, what a crazy show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to use this huge shout out, though, to all of our watchers out there and live streamers who hung in there with us. Uh Thank you. It wasn't nice. our end. Uh It was Zoom had a global crash. And that is the platform that we use for the multi-window on here. As you can tell, everybody knows these familiar windows from Zoom. And um I do apologize. But, hey, we're going to leave this episode up because... Hey, we, we, we did not hit the stop button. We kept yeah. it going in good faith and hoped it would come back. And guess what? It came back. We were ready to deliver, and, and we had a show. So at the end of the day, that makes me happy. And we had fun with it despite the hiccups. In life, everything you do, there's going to be hiccups. You're mm-hmm. going to have those moments where things are going to crash on you and there's nowhere else to turn. It's how you respond in those moments that's going to define you as a person. Remember that, Okay. So when 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 the world comes crashing down and the crap hits the fan, it's your response that others are watching that's going to determine how you're going to be and your character. Don't lose your cool, keep your head on straight and hope. There's always hope. Uh so hey, I just kind of felt like that was the more you know moment.
0: <laughs> I loved it. Uh, oh oh man. man, Austin, wrap things up for us, my man. Oh, yeah. Well, again, thank you guys for sticking around. And uh, hey, if you're here and you've been here and you want to drop this bit of thumbs up, man, we're rolling, gaining subscribers like crazy. And it's all thanks to you guys. So I'm at the Bergenator. Just search and find me. We are part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse for more great media, content, artwork, and more. You guys can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Creative Multiverse. If you are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, We want to see it and would like for you guys to share it with us in the multiverse. Also, connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and more, all at PopXCast. Send us comments and suggestions to us via email at popxcast at gmail.com. And for future and past shows, visit our beautifully put together website by Joseph Burke, www.popxcast.com. Go check out all of the goodness and uh, check out some of our
1: former shows. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And uh, I want to say this before I officially sign off. We have some pretty cool content coming up. Uh, We've been asked to be in part. I don't know if Mike can chime in on this and give us any information, but we've been asked to do a virtual panel at a con that is going to be hosted by some friends. I don't want to give any too many details away just yet, but if this all happens, we're going to be hosting a virtual con with some pretty cool people in July. Fingers crossed on that. And I also want to say we got approached by a synthwave artist who is among the top 20 synth artists on Spotify, and he's wanting to do a show with us on PopExcast to, to debut his brand-new work that he's been working on over the past year. His name That's is cool. Vic 20, Vic20, V-I-C hyphen 20. Uh, check him out on uh, Spotify. We're in, currently in process of arranging that interview. It's been a while since we've had somebody in the hot seat. Looking forward to that as well. I'm Joseph Burke Arts at Joseph Burke Arts all over social media and the web. Hats off to my amazing team, Pop X and Lindsey Badger, you were missed tonight. It would have been fun to have your shenanigans in here during the Zoom, the Zoom incident, as we shall call it. But we'll see you next time on episode 124 as we break down Loki. Coming oh. to Disney Plus. <laughs> what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that reminds that's me of so this scary. scene from Family Guy, you know? You know which one I'm yeah. talking about? Oh, that's so funny. But we'll be talking Loki coming up on the next episode. And can you imagine what we're talking about on the Retro Rewind? The Karate Kid yeah boy and we just know that season four is currently in development as we speak with uh cobra kai everything changed over today to season four banners and profiles it's in production it's going we're going to get it pretty soon i think sooner than we think so uh i think it's time that we visit karate kid and talk about it are you excited for that Oh, my heart. June 13th. So much love,
0: Joe. So much love for this franchise, man.
1: I'm telling you, dude. Loki and the Karate Kid in one episode. June 13th (laughs) can't come any quicker. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see this first episode of Loki. It is going to blow our minds. I think there's going to be things in here that none of us expected to see, and it's just going to rock our socks. But with all of that said, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for being a part of the Popex family. And you know what? We'll see you next time. Have a very safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we love our veterans and all of our armed forces. Thank you for all you do and providing freedom for us, Lord. And I just thank you so much for everybody that's listened and downloaded. I'm about ready to have a preaching moment, but I'm going to shut up. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on Pop X Cast. Thanks for listening to Pop X Cast. As you're enjoying listening or viewing our shows, please consider clicking on the subscribe button to our feed and click the get notifications buttons so you don't miss out on great future content. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast and on Instagram at popxcast. And be sure to drop us an email anytime at popxcast at gmail.com. For more great content, check out the Creative Multiverse where science, art, and imagination come together with artistic talents. The Creative Multiverse can be found on Facebook groups under the same name. We'll see you next time. Get your geek on!